Harvesters. Welcome to the Harvest Podcast. I'm your host, T. James, and we'll plant seeds in our healing garden. Here, we'll grow into self-discovery, self-love, and self-worth. Let's start this growing season. Welcome back. Welcome back, Harvesters. Welcome back to another episode of the Harvest Podcast. I am your host, T. James, the creator of The Harvest and The Harvest Podcast, where I just wanted to create a, a brave space for those that have gone through a spiritual awakening and you're just trying to navigate and figure out everything that happens to you along this journey. But you're also, you know, you got a sneak peek into how I'm handling shit with mine. So I'm so grateful that you decided to continue to rock with me during this process because I know it has not been easy. I'm back off of my well, mental health hiatus and um, I was definitely, I was contemplating coming back, but I knew that it was time. I've been doing the work, still continuing to do the work, but I knew that eventually I was going to have to come back. I was going to have to make sure that um that the collective knew what was going on because your girl has some stories for you, okay? There's definitely been a lot of, um, it's been a lot of unlearning and relearning during this, this mental health break, but I'm not mad at it. I also broke my fibula. (laughs) So currently I'm in a boot and on crutches. I had surgery um, earlier in December, so definitely been healing from that, and that process in itself has definitely been something that's been, in, it's been very, very eye-opening for me, because it's been, I've been able to tap into some new shit that I knew that I still hadn't healed from, but in a sense, it helped me to also recognize some cycles that still needed to be broken, and I can honestly say that I'm I'm coming, I've come to the end of a cycle that I realized that I was working through. And um, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all, but I'm so excited to be back. So excited to be sharing with you um, everything that's just been going on as we get into some heavier topics, continuing with the Ascension series of the podcast. There's just been so many things that I've been able to get done during this break, I'm just, I'm so excited, but I'm really, really excited to be back and, and sharing so much with you all and hopes that, you know, you'll be able to take something away from, from this podcast as well, which is always my hope. And even if you don't, thank you for still giving it a listen. Thank you for sharing. And speaking of which, if you are a new listener and you are, you know, just, you just now become a harvester, I am I'm T. James, the creator, and I welcome you, and I hope that you're able to get comfortable and learn more about yourself as you learn more about me. You can definitely follow me on Instagram and Twitter and Clubhouse. All of that will be um, mentioned in the show notes, but definitely make sure that you follow me there. Like, follow, um, and share the podcast. You can also become a monthly subscriber. And it's really not much at all. It's either $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 that you can subscribe to monthly. That'll come directly, you know, out of whatever payment method you decide to use to help with supporting the podcast. Because that will definitely help with, you know, more episodes, more sponsored ads, um, more things that I can help bring to the collective, you know, that eventually I can do with your support. So if you want to, definitely, you know click that button but if not I definitely understand I just thank you for listening in the first place oh there was a lot that I got out but um gosh it's just it's good to be back it's good to be back it's good to be recording it's good to just get this shit out you know and I'm I'm so excited so excited for this journey but um what did I learn you know, normally I would do like, what did I learn this week? 
But let's start with what I learned with ending, you know, when I decided to take the break. Let's start from there. What have I learned so far? I learned that it's okay to rest. It is okay to rest. There's nothing wrong with resting as it allows you to replenish and to rebuild. So that way, whatever your task is, you're able to do it to the best of your ability without feeling like you're doing too much or giving too much of yourself. And I um, I honor that now. I honor the rest that I'm given, especially now with having to be, you know, down and recovering because of the surgery. But I'm definitely, I don't feel bad for resting because it used to be a time where I would feel so bad for being unproductive. And I know that I've done all that I was supposed to do and that my body is allowed to rest. And I have to make sure that I'm giving myself the opportunity to do so. I've also learned that it's okay to ask for help and that you're not a burden and that there are people that want to help and support you. You just have to be open to support to the support that's being given and not feeling like because help is being offered that you have to do something in return because of the help that there are people genuinely in your life that want to help you and support you. So that's something I've also been able to learn. I've also learned that it's okay to not be okay because I knew that I wasn't and I knew that there's still things that I needed to fix, but I felt there was that shame and that guilt that was attached to it because I was like, well, you know, I should have healed from this by now. or I should have been working on this, but no, healing is not linear. Healing has no time stamp. There's no expiration date. Thing is going to come up when they're supposed to, and I have to recognize that I also have to be willing to to um, to fix whatever comes up, and not feel that it's it's more of um, it's more of a burden of me fixing it. That that's the reason why these things are coming up, so that I can address it, so that I can stop repeating these cycles. So. While there's more, there's absolutely more that I've learned. Um, We'll definitely be sharing that over the course of these episodes. But even just on this break, I've definitely, I've, I've learned so much about myself. I've truly learned how resilient I honestly am because there's so many times where I wanted to just throw in the towel and say, fuck this healing shit. I don't want to do this shit no more. Ain't worth it. But it absolutely is worth it. It absolutely is worth it. Because I know the progress that I've made and I'm so proud of myself for doing so. Proud of myself for speaking up for myself in times where I was scared to. So there's so many great things that come from it. Even though we may not realize it in the beginning. Once we start to see all the dark shit that comes up and all the ugly shit. But we realize how much sunshine is at the end of that rainbow. And that nice big pot of gold. So I'm going to be reaping my rewards of this healing. However they may come in. But. We're not going to spend too much time on that because I definitely want to want you guys to get into this episode so that we can learn more about intrusive ass people. That is right. We're talking about intrusive ass people today in episode 26. I am excited for you to, to listen because I know that, you know, I've also displayed some intrusive behaviors when dealing with people around me. So while we're recognizing those behaviors, we're also recognizing how we can work through them when dealing with someone who is intrusive. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Remember to like, share, and follow. And let's go ahead and get into it. Today's word of the day is intrusive, which means causing disruption or annoyance through being unwelcomed or invited. (laughs) Oh man, I'm laughing because like there's so much behind that that I, that we just, we, we gonna get into. And then the quote of the day is meddling in people's lives is how some avoid dealing with their own. Let me say that again for the people in the back. Meddling in people's lives is how some avoid dealing with their own.
how some of them are dealing with their own. Wow. That is a quote for your ass because I, I definitely can resonate with that because I will often seek helping other people and not so much meddling in their business, but you know, there are times when I would purposefully meddle in people's lives just to see what they had going on because I was my shit was so miserable. But I would often as well seek out helping people simply for the fact that I genuinely wanted to help people, but even also just avoiding dealing with my own shit. What was I gonna deal with my shit for? I didn't have any solutions to come up with, so I'm just going to table that. <laughs> we're going to table that for a little bit. But, you know, there comes a time where we all, where we're going to receive some unsolicited advice. Definitely, you know, from people in our lives that we, you know, and they may have the best intentions. And I know speaking personally for me, I did have or will always have the best intentions whenever I would provide unsolicited opinions or advice and my sister you know she made a very very valid point one time we had got into it about something I can't remember but she you know she did let me know that at any chance that I had that I will always give my input about something that she didn't ask for and my response was I'm gonna say what I want to say regardless of whether you want to hear it or not And I stood firm. I stood firm in that. And I I really believe that. I believe that it was my duty to part my nose in someone else's business, whether they wanted to hear my opinion or not. But it would be 38 hot when somebody decided to provide me with a suggestion or unsolicited advice. I would be like, okay. Thank you. But no thank you. So I I definitely I see both sides of it cuz I was, you know, both the the giver and the receiver, which we all fall into that category of, you know, when when we become intrusive ourselves. And I think at times we may not realize how intrusive we're becoming. And I know for me, I've overstepped some boundaries and I never realized at the time until, you know, I got I received that pushback from you know, the person I was engaging in interaction with. But, you know, there are also times where we receive the same advice from family members, friends, and and even complete strangers. But just for this, I think what it comes down to is discernment, discerning what you know is advice that's going to be advantageous as opposed to someone just being shady and just being nosy and messy and just meddling for no fucking reason at all. You know what I'm saying? And so like the difference and which like you'll be able to tell what that is like is the tone of criticism or how you may left how you how you may feel after whatever is shared. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if someone shares to you, "Oh, well, especially when it comes to parenting." And I know that I may have overstepped some boundaries when it comes to that. But I did have somebody tell me, like, oh, well, you don't have children, so you can't, you can't really speak on that. Mm. <laughs> okay. Just because I don't have children, that doesn't mean that I'm not capable of caring and taking care of children. I'm probably more capable than some parents. And I'm not saying that to be shady, but it's like, I mean, and I said that I don't want children, but the universe is funny. It'll put you in certain situations to make you be like, okay, little bitch, I'm going to test you. And that's fine. <laughs> but, you know, you'll have someone who provides you with unsolicited parenting advice. And so it's just up to you. Like if you stand firm in your parenting and you know that you provide your child with the things that they need and there's just someone from the outside looking in imparting their quote-unquote wisdom for what it is that you, you may not even need especially when it comes to disciplining your child i know for a fact i've, I've overstepped some boundaries when it came to that i had no business telling somebody how they should 
discipline and and that's not even think, talking about the line of work that I was in like I I worked with children I did therapeutic day treatment counseling so it's not so much that I was telling a parent how to discipline their child but more so providing them with tools and guiding them and helping them to understand their child and even within the the family relationship as a whole so providing those types of tools but I've also been on the end where I unsolicitedly if that's a word gave advice gave advice to she even my sister um you know, other some more of my friends with with parents and shit. Even niggas that I've dated that have had children, I've I've realized that I've given unsolicited advice, and I'm like, okay, well, who are you? One, you're not their stepmother. Granted, you may think that you're coming from a good place, and what you say has good intentions behind them, but you also have to be mindful of the relationship that they may have with their children. I mean, and, and that's definitely been a major eye opener for me, because one thing I I never want to tell someone is how to be a parent to their child, unless they are coming to me specifically on things that they would like to improve upon, or if it's something that I may have observed that I could help them work through, then I'll offer it then. But I'm I'm definitely becoming more aware of boundaries that I'm setting with myself to make sure that I'm not overstepping anyone else's boundaries when it comes to that, because that is a very, very particular and heavy topic that comes up across the board. And especially when it comes to family, you know, you'll have older family members who feel that it's their duty to tell you how to discipline your child. But then we have to think about, okay, well, what type of relationship did you have with your children that you are trying to enforce whatever it is that you're trying to tell me to help my child. So that's when we get into setting those boundaries. But how can you be both firm and loving with the boundaries that you set? It's easy and it's hard. It's really, really hard. Especially when you have family members that just don't give an ounce of a fuck about, <laughs> about any type of boundary that you set. Um, and then just thinking about, like, do you have somebody in your family that's intrusive? Like sit with sit with that. Is it more than one person in your family that you avoid, especially when it comes to the holidays? And we know since the holidays are coming up, you're gonna be around. So, well, because we are still in a pandemic, so I would hope that people are still taking this shit seriously and taking heed to the safety precautions because it's still real in the field. But even with that with the family members that you will be around if you do plan on having like a small gathering, it's going to be important that you set those boundaries because there's going to be questions that's going to come up, whether it's male or female. Oh, especially if you're at, at a particular age, you know, in your 30s, going into your mid and later 30s, and you're a single, a single person, you're going to have questions about, oh, when are you going to settle down? When are you going to have children? Or if you are... <laughs> If you are engaged, oh, when are you going to get married? If you're married, oh, when are you going to have children? Oh, if you had one child, when are you going to have another one? <sighs> Meemaw, have a seat. Mind your business, girl. Please. <laughs> Shit. There's going to be some family members. You're going to have... I I do really generationally. I've realized the types of people that ask specific questions when it comes to you. Then you have those family members that just know to leave you the fuck alone when it comes to asking those types of questions. And it's people. Some people know how to read the room and read body language and tone, while you have others that just like to continuously poke the bear. And it could be that they're oblivious to those types of body languages that you're giving off. And it also can be that they just, again, do not care. They don't care about, you know, the boundaries that you're trying to set with them. Just simply let them, hey, I don't care to discuss that with you. And I would appreciate it if you would no longer bring that up. That's one way that you can handle it. And if you have handled it that way, what was the outcome? <laughs> Did it turn out to be like some big ass 
big ass disagreement or argument to where like the family festivities just completely went left. And you're like, this is not what I came for. I just came here to get some sweet potato pie and a piece of turkey and can my ass. That's all I wanted to do. But when I decide that I want to set boundaries and let y'all know that this is something that I don't want to discuss, then y'all get on in y'all feelings. People hate when they don't have access to anything that you have going on. And I'm, I can honestly admit that I was one of those people. I hated not being included in anything that was going on or, you know, knew what people was doing. I, oh, it burned me up. It burned me up. It burned me up. It burned me up. It burned me up to no end, especially when it came to my friends. I'm like, I'm not going to always be included in things, you know, but I always, would be, you know, asking questions about, say, oh, you know, what's going on with this, da 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 And it's, I genuinely care, but it's like, I didn't like not being included. I didn't like being out of the loop. And a lot of that came with my codependency. Now, finding out, you know, later on that, you know, I just, I needed that closeness. I needed to have... I just, I just needed to always know what was going on so that I could be prepared. I could, I guess, just be considered... To be one of, a part of the group, a part of the like, you know what I'm saying? But I know where that came from for me on a deeper level. I know that definitely tied into my codependence. And I mean, it's nothing I'm ashamed of. But, you know, I I definitely recognize that I've been that intrusive family member. I've been that (laughs) intrusive as friend, co-worker. It's, it's not something that I'm proud of, but I own it. I I stand firm in my truth. I recognize that that is the low vibrational fuck shit that I was operating in. And I, for what? How was that benefiting me? It wasn't. It was not benefiting me in the slightest. And it definitely was deteriorating relationships around me. Because, you know, you really, you start to see people and how they distance themselves from you. Just like, you know, people come at a season. I, and I've mentioned this before, especially in a live, and I think in like previous clubhouse rooms and on, I think maybe like on another episode or so, that I realized that my season came to an end with certain people and not so much that it was me ending a relationship with them, but my time expired with them, you know? They hit a breaking point, was like, okay, well, you know, we just cut our losses and we go our separate ways. And I I have to be okay with that. I have to be okay with that. I take away great things from a lot of the relationships that I've had, whether romantically or, you know, platonically. I, I do not resent any type of relationship that I had, even ones that didn't end in the best of ways. I still look at a lot of things that I was able to gain from those relationships. So for me, I've just really come to the understanding that people really do serve a certain season in your life. And I know that I may have played that role in certain people's lives. And I've come to be understanding of that. And, um, you know, like I mentioned before, I would definitely get mad if someone got in my business I had the, it's the audacity for me because how you going to get mad at somebody getting in your business when you straight has your nose all up in theirs, questioning them about what they doing, where they going, when, how, who, how, what they going to pay for. And just, and then just judgy, just real judgy, just judgy for no reason. Cause I, I hated my own life. I didn't understand boundaries, you know, and I would get upset when they would get enforced and act like I didn't know how to respect people's boundaries. But honestly, like I really didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know what a boundary was. I just felt offended when people felt like they needed to shut me out. And that's when I realized like, okay, you don't need to know every single thing that is going on in someone's life. Just as someone doesn't need to know everything that's going on in yours. So, you know, be mindful of that. Keep that in in the back of your head that everything doesn't revolve around you. And the more you're able to understand that and really tap into taking back your own power or owning that, you'll start to see the types of people that are going to be placed in your life and even learning how to set boundaries for yourself and with others. But in thinking about dealing with you know, intrusive people, whether it's family members, friends, whatever. What are some things that you've been asked? 
when you're having children. And you know, I mentioned this before, you know, when you're having children, when you get married, why are you single? Men definitely, definitely ask this a lot. They ask this a lot to single women. Why are you single? And I used to take offense to it. But then I've really had to sit down. Why am I single? I can honestly answer that now. I know why I'm single. I know why I'm single. I'm single because I have codependency issues and I get attached to something that I feel is very familiar. And I'll end up getting caught up without setting any realistic expectations or discussing what my needs are and just not having a voice, period. But when I'm, shit, you fucking with me, know you will be taken good care of. Just know that. But the list, it could go on and on and on about the things that we're asked when it comes to, you know, intrusive people in our lives. But most people really don't know that they're being intrusive. But it's it's the tone a lot of the times for me. It is definitely the tone. And coming from someone who felt that condescending was her second language, <laughs> I definitely understood it when it was given because I was also the giver of, of that type of tone. But why did you cut or color your hair like that? You get an accent all the fucking time. Why does it bother you that it that is the way that it is? I like it. This all that matter. Why are you wearing that? Because it looks good on me and I like it. And when I tried it on, I felt like a bad bitch. That's why. But I've, I've been there. I've been on the receiving and the giving in. And it's, they don't make it no better, but shit, you know. I stand and live in my truth. I stand and I live in my truth. And that's all we have to do. Like, especially when we know that we have these types of family members. Because, I mean, remember, people only mirror things back to us that we know that we need to heal. So... I've just been trying to keep that in mind and just learning not to take things personally. You can't, you can't take, take the shit personally. And I, I have to realize that none of this is a reflection of me. It's not, it's never going to be a reflection of me, but Hey, I just know what I know. And I try to do what I do when I can do it. So family members are definitely the most difficult to deal with. I think we can all agree on that um but you know they're they're connected to us in a very complicated intimate way that sometimes we wish that we (laughs) we didn't have the family that we had although we love them with you know to no end but sometimes we do have to love certain family members from a distance but it's difficult with friends um You know, you deal with them for a certain time in your life until, you know, there may be some type of conflict or if if it's resolved or if it's not or until you remove yourself from the relationship as a whole. But I think you feel some type of obligation because it's family and you feel like, oh, well, I have to fix this. I have to make this right or I have to make sure that I speak to them respectfully or if you know if they ask something specific about me and what's going on with me um you know I can't take it I can't take offense to it and while you know all of those things are definitely right but you are never take this away from yourself you are valid to feel the way that you feel um even if you do stand sternly and securely and firmly and who you are, you know, there, excuse me, there are going to be a, there are going to be family members that just like they love to poke the fucking bear. They just love to poke the bear, but it's up to us on how we're going to respond to them and how much information we feel that we need to give. And that's why it's so important that we do set those boundaries because of the fact that if we don't say anything initially, then they're just going to feel like, okay, that they can continue to do this over and over again. But, and you know, and just like the old saying, people are only going to do what you allow them to. And it's definitely true when it comes to setting those types of boundaries. And I know I've spoken on boundaries before in another episode, but it's very important. Boundaries are going to be important across your healing journey, regardless, you know, 
whether it's whomever you deal with, boundaries are always going to be set. And there's so many different types of boundaries that you ha- you're going to learn that you're going to have to set within yourself and with other people. You're going to it's going to get it's going to become easy after a while. It's definitely going to become very. It's going to become more easy as you go along, depending upon the relationships you have with people. And then if it gets to a point where they just keep overstepping, then you just say, fuck them and keep it moving because they got time to keep reteaching you the same lesson over and over again. And I know people probably felt that exact same way about me, like, you know, giving me chance after chance. And, I, you know, I keep doing the same stupid shit over and over again. And that's why, you know, I really take ownership of the fact that I know that I had not been a really good friend to people or just a good person, period. I knew that... that and I'm owning that. I take full ownership of that. And whoever continues to rock with your girl, just know you ain't getting the same tea that you had before. Trust that. But how do we deal with these intrusive ass people in our lives? Let's first acknowledge that there are different types. Okay. There's different types. There's overly helpful where, you know, they give more advice than they're being helpful. I can <laughs> I can definitely um, attest to that where, you know, I felt like I was giving advice to someone, but more so it was coming off as very, very judgy. I will always give my advice by starting off saying, oh, well, you should. Oh, you should. And even as I would read, you know, different comments that I would see on different posts, how people just willingly provide unsolicited advice, especially when it's um, on posts concerning children. A lot of people will give their, and I know it's a lot of parents, but sometimes you just have to sit back and be like, and not come from a judgmental place, first and foremost. Don't come from that type of place. But think about how you would feel if somebody were to, you know, overstep that boundary and say, oh, well, you should. Well, I wouldn't. I didn't ask. So thanks. But just understanding that type of person, it definitely comes off as more, more, more advice than it is with them being helpful. So that's what, you know, I definitely take ownership and recognizing when I would be like, oh, well, you should do this or you should do that. Because no, a person is going to do what they choose to do. I can only offer advice if it's, if it's warranted. Uh, another type is critical. They make you feel small because of your criticisms, because of their criticisms. Excuse me. It's almost it's like a backhanded ass compliment. So you decide that you want to no longer go to school and you realize that you're not making the grades that you had hoped that you would make because you were not focused and you know that you'd be able to make your money and stack and do what you need to do in the meantime. But then you have that family member who's like, oh, well, I would have just stuck it through because, you know, we don't give up. You know, this is the type of family. We don't have quitters in our family. Instead of being supportive and be like, okay, well, how can I support you in this time? Yes, I may not agree with the decision that you have made at this time, but as your caregiver, what can I do to support you? In a perfect world, right? We And, you know, there may be some people in the, out here that do receive that and have received that. And I'm grateful that you have. I'm so grateful that you have. But for those that haven't, you know, it's really hard to, especially when you go to, especially your parents, when you go to them about a big decision that you're about to make for yourself. And instead of hearing support, you hear criticism, you hear why you know you get asked the question of why you're doing this and then oh well, I'm not going to support you well I'm I didn't ask first let's just be very very clear on that I didn't ask you for the support I'm just letting you know what my decision is you can support me whether you want I don't I don't at this point and it's and it's crazy that sometimes you have to get to this point but when you're trying to set those boundaries and let them know like well, I'm not asking for your support. I'm going to make this decision whether you approve of it or not. I'm just letting you know that this is what my plan is. 
Should I need your help? I will come to you and I will ask, but I'm just letting you know this is what this is and this is what I choose to do. So we, um, we're going to explore how more on how we can deal with these different types because it's, it's super, <laughs> it's super, super important. And I mean, even for me having to learn how to, how to deal with it and just how to maneuver around specific conversations because it can be uncomfortable. It can be very, very uncomfortable, especially when you know you're around certain family members who love to fucking gossip. They just love to gossip about all the bullshit that you don't have going on in your life. You just let them find one thing that you are fucking up in. Oh, they are going to run it to the ground. Oh, well, you know, such and such daughter. I just knew she was going to be da 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 da. Can you talk about... <laughs> it's just, it just, it, it, it's just crazy because I, I, I relate on both motherfucking ends and that's why it's like, oh girl, this is so messy, just so messy, but we're going to talk about how we're going to deal with them. So the first one is don't try to fix them. Do not try to fix them. You know, we're going to just have to accept them for who they are and that they're either unable or unwilling to change at this point in their lives. And we just we just can't have high expectations about what others can and want to do. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. People are going to be who they want to be when they want to be it. And they're not going to change for anyone unless they feel that they themselves need to change. And we can point out all day, oh, this is what you're doing. I don't like that you, when you said this, this made me feel this way. We can use all the I statements. We can set all the boundaries in the world. But if you have that one person who is just headstrong on misunderstanding you and not respecting any boundaries that you want to set, then that's not the type of person that you want to continue to have in your life. And then once you remove yourself, they're going to start to see, oh, well, okay, well, maybe I should have respected what they were asking me to do, but it's all on them and what they are going to do. And that's why we just have to meet them where they are. We don't have, we don't have to respect it. Just as long as we're setting that boundary, just understand that we can't fix them. We won't fix them. Nothing will change. Nothing's going to change. Plain and simple. Number two, be present and direct. So with this one, this just reminds me of, you know, just wanting to punch somebody in the fucking face when you feel that they're overstepping their boundaries and asking you questions about shit that they don't need to be asking you. But just try to avoid getting into, you know, a fight or flight kind of response. Stay true to, you know, stay true to yourself and ground yourself in that moment. It's going to be hard, too, because you have people that, again, just love to poke the bear. But it's important that we, you know... Do do those. That's why breath work. That's where breath work comes into play, because we are going to have family members or people in general around us that's going to trigger us. That is just going to continue to mirror things back to us that we need to heal within ourselves. But just be direct and assertive, and focus on how you respond. Focus on what it is that you're trying to accomplish within this conversation. What is it that you want them to know? How you feel so that they'll no longer do what it is that you're asking them to not do. You know what I'm saying? So just being very, very, very direct, not abrasive or aggressive in your tone, but very direct and assertive. And it's going to take some time, especially if you're not used to operating that way um, or setting a, a firm boundary with a family member, especially someone that you know, you know that you're very close with, but you see that what it is that they're doing is bothering you. You get nervous every time you come around them because you're worried about what they're going to say and what your response may be. And then if you do respond, they may take offense to it and then you guys end up getting into a disagreement. So that's why it's important that we make sure that we're setting these boundaries. Number three, do encourage difficult people to express themselves. Just as we feel that we need a voice when it comes to us expressing what it is that they've done that's upset us, they also deserve a chance to do that as well. Our feelings and their feelings are both valid and how we feel in the situation. It's just a matter of how we communicate them. They deserve to be heard, even if we feel that they don't, even if we don't give a fuck about what they have to say. 
They still deserve an opportunity to be heard, just as we would love to be heard. Let them state their point without interruption. You have to do that, if because especially if you want that done for you. You know what I'm saying? So why is it that they feel judged or criticized by others? What do they want or expect from others? It may be something that they didn't get in their childhood that they may feel that may needs to be overcompensated in helping other people. In a sense, I know for me, um, I found great joy in helping other people because, again, it helped me to not deal with my own shit. Why would I want to deal with my shit? That's not fun. So if I'm helping somebody else, then, hey, I get to take the eyes off of me. I get to take the heat off of me and I can help somebody else. And then I find myself being judgy, even helping someone and offering that unsolicited advice, (laughs) that unwarranted opinion. And then I'm upset when my advice isn't taken. But I know where all of this came from. It definitely came from my codependence. I wanted to be needed. I wanted to be that savior. I wanted to help you. But I wasn't even helping myself, girl. Won't even helping myself. But even, you know, in that just acknowledging that while we may not, again, feel that they need to state their point, even if we don't understand it, they still deserve to be heard. Number four, watch for trigger topics. This, I feel like, is really, really important that you have to make sure that you pay attention to, especially during the holidays. These times can be touchier, I feel, than, than, than most times. Like Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's a time where everybody gathers near and far and you know you have those family members that are quick to ask you certain things or something may come up in conversation they may ask you oh well, what are you doing with your life or they may judge your career or the choice of person that you're with um your choice of clothing oh you've gained weight oh you're losing too much weight girl you look like a stick you know, just all of these types of things. Like there's going to be so many topics that represent points of disagreement and disharmony, but you got to maintain your attitudes. You got to hold it together as much as we want to just scissor kick a bitch. We know that we cannot because we are going to sit in jail and no one is going to, unless we got real motherfuckers in our life that are going to post bond for us. Um, We're going to be sitting in that bitch until Monday. Because it's a holiday weekend and ain't nobody coming to bail you out, okay? A trigger is an area that is unhealed, so know what your triggers are. And child, let me tell you something. I have so many triggers that I did not realize that I had. And I understand why I had them and where they were coming from. And why a lot of them have not been healed. And a lot of this just started coming up for me recently um, because, you know, like I said, I've, I've been having like shit mirrored back to me. So <laughs> it's very easy when you come face to face with your shadow self. It's like nose touching type shit. Like you're like boxing, like bobbing and weaving. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I've become more aware of what my triggers are. And with that, I'm learning what conversations to avoid, especially when it comes to my family. We have a funeral coming up, so I'm going to be around a lot of family members. I know a lot of people are going to question me, particularly on the ride there, which thankfully I'm not riding there with her. But um, I know that it's just, it's going to be a lot of questions. So I've been very limited about things that I've been disclosing to her when it comes to healing. I had mentioned to her a while back that I had started therapy, but I reiterated it again on a recent conversation that I had with her. To my surprise, she was actually very receptive of the fact that I started going, which I was honestly expecting to receive some type of negative feedback because I know the type of person that she is. So that's how I know that for me, that's an unhealed space because I already had my guard up about what she was going to say about me going to therapy because let's face it. Therapy is not a recognized tool of help within the black community. It's not very, uh, it's not a widely used tool, you know? So I had my guard automatically up 
that she was going to say something slick and then I was going to have to be like, okay, well, I'm going to get off the phone. Love you. Bye. But, you know, she is a topic of discussion in some of my therapy sessions and I'm learning how now as I've grown to understand that and accept, you know, going back to this is who she is. And she's verbally reported that she does not plan on changing for anyone. I have to understand and accept that now. I know how to deal with her. But I've just come to the understanding that she has, she makes no plans on changing for anyone. Excuse me. And it's just learning how to address shit in a, non, in a non-confrontational way. And real shit, sometimes in my family it's hard. For things to not turn into something confrontational just based on how people take things. People get defensive very, very quickly, myself included. Because again, it is all based on the tone. And a lot of times conversations that we had hoped that were going to not go left end up going left. And then we're stuck standing there like, well, okay, that was not my intention. That definitely was not my intention. So now just understanding that people's, a lot of people's responses has absolutely nothing to do with you. You triggered something within them that they haven't healed yet or that they may not have been ready to face. And so calling them out on it is something that they probably weren't prepared for. I even include myself in that. So it's just, it's, it's real shit. Number five, know that some topics are absolutely off limits. Period. Just period. Like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm asking you to not discuss this. I don't plan on discussing it. You want to talk about it more? I just won't be present when you do. I have nothing to add to the conversation. This is a topic that I choose not to discuss. You know, it's a multitude of ways that you can say these things. It's just getting to that level of comfort and being able to communicate that, especially with knowing what type of family members that you may be dealing with, friends included or coworkers. And I know I keep directly relating it to family members but please trust and believe that it goes across the board friendships even people that you work with because honestly people that you work with are the worst ones on top of family members co-workers love they hate not knowing anything about you outside of work if oh let me follow you on social media mm-mm I'm all right. You know what you know about me based on this this here job. You don't need to know me outside of work. Now, there are certain people that you just click with and you just fuck with. And you be like, okay, you know what? I fuck with you. That's a whole type of energy, a whole different energy exchange. But then there's some people who you just know just love to meddle, just to meddle and just to love, love to be in your shit so that they can go around and make you the topic of the office conversation. That's why you don't date nobody where you work at either. Okay? Don't shit where you sleep. Don't do it to yourself. Don't do it to yourself. But as I digress, there's going to be certain topics that are just off limits. Period. I don't want to talk about it. I don't have to talk about it. And we're not going to talk about it. Period. Number six. It's not about you. Usually. Now, I say usually... Because there may have been something that you did. And so they feel like, oh, well, I have to give you this advice based on the fact that, you know, well, you came and meet this kind of way, you know. But understand that their projections have nothing to do with you and vice versa. Your projections have nothing to do with them. This all is internal and it's some shit that you have to deal with, something that I have to deal with, something we all have to deal with, that we have to work through and heal within ourselves before we continue to take offense to, you know, the advice that someone is giving us. Especially when sometimes we know that it's not coming from a very genuine place. And there are people that know that they're not coming from a genuine place and they will purposefully Ask things that know that they know will get under your skin. Number seven, your own well-being comes first. Let's remember that first and foremost, okay? As much as you want to keep the peace, your well-being is so much more valuable 
know that. It is very, very valuable. So don't let anybody interrupt your peace. Not a family member, not a friend, nor a co-worker or anybody, not even a stranger on the street. Don't let anybody intentionally take you outside of yourself just because they aren't satisfied with what's going on in theirs. And trust me, I stand in my truth and I can own that I was that person. I mind my business now. (laughs) More so because I have my own business to attend to. There's a lot of shit that I have no clue that is going on. I make sure that I stay up to date and in the know with people that I need to I need to do that with. And that family members are included within that. So and it's crazy because it's like when you start to distance yourself, people automatic, automatically assume that it is that they did something. No. I got to preserve my own peace so that I can function around all you motherfuckers. Got that? Great. So ask yourself, when do you feel most respected by someone? As we end this this episode, ask yourself that. When do you feel most respected by someone? And that's family member, romantic, co-worker, any of that shit. Visualize your boundaries. No one is invited to occupy your space unless you invite them in. And a lot of times we do end up inviting people in our personal space and then we become upset. We become very upset once they overextend their stay. We keep feeding them our business that they keep overextending their welcome. So we have to set those boundaries and make sure that we're Putting forth the energy into the relationships that are going to be most beneficial for us. Okay? So make sure that you are doing that. You're setting those boundaries for yourself. All right? Thank you for showing up again for yourself. Thank you for allowing me the space to talk my shit. And I'm grateful for you. And we're going to keep planting these seeds in our healing garden. Happy harvesting.